the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, joined by some amazing people this morning, Damian Clotto and Father Chris Decker. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey guys. Morning. <laughs> I was a little bit too excited for Good a Good to have morning. you on board, hey. Father. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if, if I'm called to be an amazing person, I better start yeah. early. Oh, I, I'm with you in that boat, too. I'm surprised first time she ever gave me a compliment. That's not true, David. No, I know that's not true. I really try every day. Gabby knows I like to tease with her each and every day. I do that all the time. Yeah. No, she's a sweet gal, and we're glad to have her on board as well, and we're also glad that you're with us. Today is the feast day of St. Ansgar. Okay, you've never heard of him, but you're going to learn a lot more in the saint of the day coming up. And we're going to offer up a prayer on his behalf as well. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You sent your apostles out in twos, Lord Jesus, to teach us about the importance of teamwork. Help us not presume that we are alone in the mission. When we try to do everything ourselves, sometimes it may be out of subtle pride. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of apostolic colleagues. Increase in our heart true fraternal charity for those who along work alongside us in building up your kingdom so that the world may believe. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. We have a wonderful lineup for you today. Real quick, starting off with some events in our listening area. We will give you details about it. 10 after you guys, you are submitting some amazing events. My inbox was blowing up yesterday, so we're going to name a few of them today. Uh, you can do that at ccmedia.live if you want to submit yours right now. In 18 minutes, Kara Castile joins us. She's with the Heavenly Donut, and she's going to be talking about her Catholic faith and business. And there is a very large and delicious king cake right next to Damien in the Baton Rouge studio. And Kara is going to be, I, I mean, look at that. If you're watching us right now, it's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> so I looking forward to that conversation. Leave me not in too temptation. And it's warm. Oh, my <laughs> oh yeah, it's warm. it's warm. It just it came fresh. out of the oven. My goodness, incredible. <laughs> in 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He is a COO of Witness to Love, and on Thursdays, we talk about raising a faithful family in today's world. We talk about different topics, and uh, we're going to be talking about handing on the faith, especially during meal times, and how that can be a major factor for success in the health of our children. So that's always a wonderful conversation with Dave. And it's Father essential. Chris Decker will be closing out. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You find out what happens during the day at mealtime a lot of the times. So, uh, And it's always a good time to gather around a wonderful meal. And Father Chris, you're going to be closing out today's show. You're the pastor over at St. Mary's of False River and our director of mission over at Catholic Community Media. You have an upcoming pilgrimage to France. 
later on this fall that we will find out about. So looking forward to that conversation. And Damien, looking forward to your weather report and a wonderful Thursday. What do we have? A wonderful Thursday. It's going to be partly cloudy skies, plenty of sunshine, high 69, low 45, light winds, and no rain. Tomorrow will be fantastic. Again, plenty of sunshine in the forecast with the high of 74. But hey, come Saturday, not looking good for you parade goers out there. Uh, We're looking at a 90% chance of rain that could produce some, as much as an inch of rain in some areas. It's going to be chilly too, high 63, and windy, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds out of the southeast. Currently, everyone's in the 40s except New Orleans, where it's 51, and it's 5 after on Wake Up. Good Thursday morning to you. I'm Father Chris Decker. Today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 6. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave from there. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The twelve drove out many demons, and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. The first task of any disciple is to be with Jesus. However, as we are being formed, the second task is to evangelize by bringing the good news of Jesus to others. In today's gospel, the disciples were being sent out from the Greek word apostello, from which we get the word apostle. We can appreciate the excitement of the twelve, but also their sense of inadequacy. The expression, begin to send them out two by two, suggests the care and advice Jesus gave each pair. He didn't just send them out as a group of individuals. The companions of two represented the first little units of the new Christian community as they will be the forerunners of those God will use throughout the centuries to gather together his human family. As a unit, they can pray together, encourage, and support each other. They will also be able to correct each other's mistakes and discern together the best way to deal with problems. These units of two find its origin in the law of Moses, which required two witnesses to support a criminal charge. How much more important is the testimony of two witnesses when eternal life is at stake? Jesus gave them one specific task. They were given his authority over demons. Recapturing souls from devils formed the summary of their whole ministry. The traveling gear was austere, but Jesus did not explain this emphasis on poverty. However, several reasons seem evident. First, they needed to learn not to rely on human resources, but on God's all-sufficient providence. Secondly, the lack of material possessions would allow them to focus on their mission, not on things. Third, their neediness would afford others the opportunity to offer hospitality, 
an important principle in the life of the early church. Finally, their poverty lent credibility to their message because it demonstrated that they were not motivated by material gain. Thus Peter would say later, Gold and silver I have not, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sakers. Thank you, gentlemen. Ten after the hour on this Thursday morning. So glad you could join us the 1st of February, the month of the Holy Family. Hey, keep that in mind. And uh, we'll be talking more about that throughout the month of February. Right now, though, we want to share with you some events that are taking place in and around our area. One in particular in Baton Rouge, Forming Discipleship, a Missionary Mindset. It's going to be held February 3rd. Guess what? That's this Saturday at the West Westerfield Center, located at 1800 South Acadian in Baton Rouge. The event will be from 9 a.m. until 2.30 p.m. Feature an intense workshop and focus on transformative prayer, discipleship formation, small group discussions, and a whole lot more. Lunch will be provided. If you want more information, just go to ccmedia.live. Yeah, well, you're invited to attend a 12-week study on the Creed on Thursday, starting February 15th from 1 to 3 p.m. over at St. Catherine of Siena Church in Metairie. The study is far from a list of faith facts. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, Pillar 1, provides a sure map for your journey of faith and how you can enter into that story. Spaces are limited, so you might want to go and register. February 15th is when it all starts, but you can go to ccmedia.live for more information. And if you'd like to break away and spend some quality time to enrich your marriage, here's your opportunity. Uh, Plan on attending a couple's retreat at the beautiful St. Joseph Abbey's Retreat Center in Covington, June 22nd and 23rd. And if you'd like more information to register, you can go to ccmedia.live. Real quick, though, the deposit is $100 for pre-registration, so keep that in mind, and it's $325 per couple. Again, ccmedia.live or faithandmarriage.org. Well, I, okay, I love talking about this. The 55-plus club, there's one in my parish, you guys, and I wish I was a part of it because they have the best desserts and food over at these gatherings. Well, there's one happening over at St. Peter's Catholic be. Church in Covington. I know one day I will, and then I'll say, oh, I wish I was 30 again. Um, young if you're at young heart, heart, baby. The young young one at heart. Yeah. <laughs> You'll want to attend the Social Services and Spiritual 55-year-plus club. They meet on the first Thursdays of every month over at St. Mary's Hall and Saint, at St. Peter's Church in Covington. That's today. Yeah. So that's happening at 6 p.m. ccmedia.live is where you can go and find out more information. Speaking of today, I just want to do a quick plug. The Chosen is hitting theaters all across South Louisiana and Mississippi Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. First episodes one, two, and three will be in theaters today, all the way through the 14th. Episodes 4 and 6, 15th to the 28th, and then episodes 7 and 8, February 29th on Leap Day. That's when you can see them. But today, episodes 1, 2, and 3 in theaters. Go out and check it out. And speaking of seeing things, we got some tickets to give away. 
today is the last day we are giving away tickets. We've been giving away two every day. Um, and this is for the Men of the Immaculata Men's Conference in Baton Rouge that's going to be taking place on February 17th at St. George Catholic Church. For those who want to win these last two tickets that we are giving away today, you can go to our Facebook Live video right now on our Facebook page. It's called Wake Up Thursday. Comment in the comment section and say, I want the tickets. Or you can call our Baton Rouge studio right now at 225-448-3754. I'm going to say it one more time. 225-448-3754. So go ahead, call right now, comment in the comments section. There's the phone. It's ringing. Oh, there's the phone. You keep talking. All right. I will. (laughs) Thank you so much to those who have submitted events to us. So we will post those on our website, but take a look at our events calendar because there are fish fries on there because we're approaching that time of the year. Lenten retreats and so much more. So uh, ccmedia.live is where you can go and find all of that information. Stay with us. We have the Saint of the Day coming up after the break. It is 15 past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 1st. Today we celebrate Saint Ansgar. If handling frustration well makes one a saint, it's no wonder we honor Ansgar today. In his 64 years, he saw many of his efforts fail and much of his good work undone. Born in France in 801, Ansgar became a Benedictine monk. When the King of Denmark became a Catholic, he invited Ansgar to evangelize his people. He met with little success. Three years later, he set out to do similar work in Sweden, but was captured by pirates on the way. After serving as an abbot at a Benedictine abbey and as bishop of Hamburg, Ansgar was made the Pope's official delegate for the Scandinavian missions. In the end, Ansgar saw most of his efforts in Hamburg undone by invading Vikings who sacked the city. Sweden became pagan again after his death and remained so until missionaries arrived two centuries later. For his untiring efforts in the Scandinavian countries, Ansgar is known as the Apostle of the North. An outstanding preacher who easily captivated audiences, Ansgar was a humble, simple priest at heart. He was devoted to the poor and the sick, imitating Jesus and washing their feet and waiting on them. Ansgar died in 865. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. All right, time to get up, get after it, and get on your horse and get going. It's almost 19 after the hour here on Wake Up. Thank you for joining us. So glad you could be with us. And congratulations to George Andrew from Homotibito area. He is the winner of the nice. two tickets for a Men of Immaculata's event coming up February 17th in Baton Rouge. He is excited. I could assure you congratulations so anyway thank you george for listening as well with us now we have a young lady by the name of cara castile and uh she is the owner with her husband shane at the heavenly donut in baton rouge and today's topic is king cakes you know mardi gras is less than two weeks away february 13th ironically 
I guess if you want to call it ironically, I think it's a great coincidence, on Valentine's Day, Lent begins. And what better way to focus on love than to kick off your Lenten season with that in a loved one? But in the meantime, king cakes have been around for quite a while, over 150 years in the New Orleans area. And uh, it's spreading throughout the country because people like uh, Shane and, and Kara, who's with us, happen to ship them all over the country when it comes to this time of year. So we're here to talk about the king cake season. And king cakes, Kara, thank you for joining us on Wake Up. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's jump right into it. A lot of people are a little bit aware of why king cakes exist because they think it's Mardi Gras season. But let's really talk about how that whole idea came about and, and how it got to the United States with that as well. So basically, the king cake is a representation of Christianity and faith. And I love that, that, you know, whoever finds the baby Jesus in the cake um, is the one that has to give the next gift, because we all know that Jesus was the gift that kept giving and still does today. Um, I love how the three braids um, all go in together, and it describes our Christian Catholic faith as mm -hmm. a, a unity body. Um, so everything about the king cake is actually symbolic to Christ. It is, um, yeah. Even from the colors, you know, green is for faith, yellow is for power, and purple is for justice. And so for me and Shane, when we make every one of these cakes, it's really a symbol of us showing love to our fellow Christian person. Yeah, yeah. And and it started around 1870, from what I read, in France. But it actually began in France in the, uh, I think, the uh, 12th century. It did. Uh, and then actually, the original place King Cakes was brought into the United States is actually Mobile, Alabama. Is that right? And it wasn't until New Orleans took on the huge tradition that has become more of a tourist you know, landmark. Mm -hmm. But um, here in the South, we've definitely embraced the culture and the tradition of the cake that keeps giving. So so you think it's because of the culture and the size of New Orleans and maybe they had a lot more people baking a lot more king cakes that kind of stole the idea away from Mobile? Yeah, I think New Orleans as a whole is a culinary art. Um, it's kind of like a mini True. New York. And so um, I just think that they are the ones that just really embraced, you know, the culture of, of the decacy of the king cake. Mm -hmm. Now, originally, it wasn't a, a little baby in the king cake. They used to put things, like, if I remember, like pecans and beans. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the other things? And, and how did the – as, as far as the baby getting in the, the king cake – it was was it because of Christ child is that what it was it was the three wise men that um you know bought a king cake and had the baby Jesus in there and it's it's the symbolization of finding the baby Jesus and the three wise men would bring this king cake to the king Oh, okay, okay. I was trying so, to figure out what wise men you were talking about. Yeah. So, okay. So this is the Christian background that we stand on, on our uh -huh. company. Um, and we put a, a, a literature of this in every king cake we ship and oh. also for people on the counter to take picture, you know, to take with them. Uh -huh. But, you know, it all starts on January 6th, which is King's Day. And um and so yeah so I like to take our king cake and and make it all about Jesus. Well, uh, you're looking at it right now. For those of you who are watching us on WLAE or on Catholic Life TV or video streaming, it is a great king cake. It's been voted number one many times in many competitions. Let's talk a little bit about the king cakes. How many do you guys make during the course of this? 
six week eight week period of time oh gosh we make thousands yeah like thousands when, and when you well I, shane told me and you may not want to say the number but he told me like twelve thousand. yeah we're probably this year going to wrap up a little bit over 20 20 plus thousand with our two locations wow. um you can find us in different several areas that we've partnered with different local places in the community uh-huh. um and so we're like a machine this year um it's been exciting it's been fun we love what we do and we really love serving our community and every king cake is handmade every king cake is handmade and we put a lot of cinnamon and we braid them into the three card braid mm-hmm. um and then we proof them and then we fry them and then we put them in our signature glaze bath and then we inject them and top them Unless, of course, you're getting your favorite, Mr. Damien, which is our boudin king cake. There you go. And that is a savory uh, option, especially from two Cajun people that came to Baton Rouge 23 years ago (laughs) and met. Shane was my customer. And so there's truly love over donuts and king cakes. (laughs) Well, I'll be darned. So y'all met? He uh, he was a customer? He was a customer, and our lives were always parallel. His uncle used to be one of my mom's best customers in the bakery when I was growing up as a little girl, but we didn't know each other. We, at some point, even lived across the street from each other. I'll be darned. And so he seen our son, and he knew when he moved here that that was the donuts he could take to his Sunday school class. Uh-huh. And so... God just did it. <laughs> put it. Put y'all together and <laughs> put and us together, together over donuts. Yep, over do- eighteen years. So that's wonderful. So y'all came from the Lafayette area, but you incorporated the boudin uh, king cake with that in mind coming to to Baton Rouge. But my one of my other favorites is the lemon. But oh, y'all make y'all, it doesn't matter almost what flavor, right? Y'all will right. customize a cake for anybody. We will. We really go above and beyond to take care of our guests and love our community. Um, but we have so many flavors. They can go on our website and see. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a gourmet line as well. Um, we have a um, banana foster with a little bit of banana cream and rum, and people just really love that one. It's very savory. Well, that's wonderful. And how soon or what time of the day or night do you guys get started? Oh gosh! Like so Shane leaves the May? house about ten a.m. Uh, ten p.m. Um, and he doesn't get home sometimes till three or four in the afternoon. We run two crews. Mm-hmm. This is in our Baton Rouge location. We also have a Henderson location. Uh-huh. Um, and we run two crews, and um, we work some really really long hours. And then we rest. <laughs> well, not only do you guys make good king cakes, but also the pastries are unbelievable. Everything from the kolaches to your breakfast biscuit. Uh, you do a lot of work, though, with the local churches. Y'all really help them out a lot, don't so you? So we have been um, a part of uh, Our Lady of Mercy for 20-plus years, serving them donuts in the morning. <laughs> We've been a yeah. part of St. George and St. George School um, because we don't have any uh, peanuts in the building, so we're their provider for anything that the kids need to take to school. Mm-hmm. Um, we've worked with St. Jude, Most Blessed Sacrament. Um, we really love our community. Sunday is our hardest day, but it's such a joy to give up this Sunday and possibly not be able to go to church, but to provide a good, delicate pastry for all the people that are going to church. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so we have been very blessed to have these churches just 
be great providers for us all mm-hmm. these years. Well, and you provide for them, and it's a, a good partnership, to say the least. And uh, I know we're excited that you're a partner in helping uh, support Catholic Community Always. Radio on an ongoing basis as well. So what do you guys do after Mardi Gras? Are king cakes still made throughout the year, and you call them something else? So king cakes can be made 24 7 Mm-hmm. throughout the whole year um, with a 24-hour notice. People get them for weddings, showers, uh, birthday parties. There's not a reason that we can't make a king cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but also one of the things that we focus on outside of king cake is we have really awesome breakfast catering. Um, no restaurant opens at 4 in the morning. So from 4 to 7, there's really nobody to serve the community. Mm-hmm. So you have officers getting off of work. You have plant workers. You have teachers going. So we have an awesome catering line, also with some fresh Fresh options with fruit and healthier options. Um, we also have a contract with LSU, so we deliver to seven stops on campus Monday through Friday. So all of the students that go to the campus are getting fresh made product from us. How many? And one of the key items is donut holes. I've yeah. seen Shane walk out the door early in the morning. How many of those darn things do oh, you gosh. make? I mean, I was trays like, and the, trays. Yeah, they're like <laughs> thousands. Of, yep. uh, and he brings them to LSU every morning. We do that. We do the croissants. We do muffins. Wow. Um, we do scones. And so I, I encourage everyone to go on our website and look up. We have a really phenomenal catering menu. Yeah. Okay. And where would they go for that? Um, they would go to our website at www.thee heavenlydonut.com and it's right underneath our catering tab okay okay t-h-e-e heavenlydonut.com yep, we're gonna put jesus in everything we do amen to that i love it mm-hmm. last but not least are you doing something for valentine's day you're gonna have a valentine's cake or so king yeah cake? so every year we come up with a heart-shaped king cake and a heart-shaped bead and so um we turn our king cake which you know, happens to fall on Ash Wednesday, I know. which is going to test our love and test <laughs> our faith, right? And so we're going to be offering our heart-shaped king cake, and um, we've already have plenty of orders. So if you want to get a king cake, it's time to call and put that order in. This may be the first year I don't give up sweets for Lent, because that'd be terrible to start the first day of Lent eating a Valentine's king cake. Yeah. And, and, and you could fill it again with anything, <laughs> anything you want. Anything you want. Anything right. you want. And chocolate-covered strawberry is one of our most popular options on that date, especially since all of our chocolate is made in-house. Wow. Well, Kara Castile, thank you for being with us. Thank, thank you for you. having the Heavenly Donut in our community. And uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate the pleasure. All right. We've got more coming up. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Father Chris Decker. Father Chris is a pastor over at St. Mary's of False River in New Roads, Louisiana, and our director of mission over at Catholic Community Media. Father Chris, it's such a joy to have you be with us today. All right, let's get to David Dawson Jr. He's a COO of Witness to Love. I think so. That's okay. Um, COO of Witness to Love, and today we're going to continue our discussion on mealtimes, food, all things that are wonderful, but how can that foster a successful relationship for our children? Dave, good morning. Thank you for being with us today. That's one way to foster a good relationship with your kids when it comes to food. 
That's okay. Well, it looks like we're having some technical difficulties, which you know happens. Damien, I loved your conversation with Kara Castile because uh, we were prisoners of Our Lady of Mercy Church when we lived in Baton Rouge, and every Sunday after 1030 Mass, there the heavenly donut was just waiting for us to run to and collect over at the coffee shop um, right after church, and it was just part of our family tradition. And I can just remember <laughs> feeling and tasting that amazing donut after church and yeah. thinking about it throughout Mass as a child. Well, they, They're part of my childhood. They've got the best donut holes. I don't care what anybody says. And their king cakes are top notch. I, I know we plug them for Baton Rouge, but in New Orleans, I don't want to overlook some of the bakeries there. Like Manny Randazzo started out in yeah. Chalmette, my hometown. Probably one of the best king cakes in the New Orleans area. You got Haydell's Bakery, Don Don Fong uh, Bakery, Gambino's, yeah. and Bywater Bakery, just to name a few. Uh, but yes. hey, we love king cakes. Yes, we do. We love king cakes. Oh my goodness, Dave Dawson Jr. So Good morning. Father, yeah, he's back or Father Chris? Yeah, there he is. Okay. Hey. Good morning, good morning. It's so good to have you with us. And we're talking about mealtimes with the families and uh, as a family and how that can foster success in the health of our children. Dave, with the busyness of life, especially during the school year, it can be quite a challenge to eat together as a family. But talk about the benefits of it. Yeah, that's one of the things that's been studied, uh, honestly, again and again, as one of the key factors uh, for for just the, the kind of mental and, and, and spiritual health of a child uh, growing up. It's been connected to physical health, uh, but also just kind of the whole family. And, and as far as, like, success, you know, moving forward, uh, the rates of, you know, kids just having just general success and stability in life, a lot of it is tied to eating together as a family. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. not necessarily new statistics, but it does get confirmed again and again. And it's something that I was just kind of thinking about, just our own experience of it. There's also another study done about, uh, you know, a parent's ability to hand on the faith to their, their children and the likelihood that a child will pick up the faith of the parents um, is often, it's, it's more often than not connected to, uh, number one, whether the parents were sincere about their own faith and their own practice of their faith, and two, whether the children had a, like a, a sense of, uh, like, this is part of our identity in, in a very kind of a positive, and the word they used was warmth. Right, there was was their experience mm-hmm. of warmth, you know, and then sense of family and stability when it came to their experience of faith as well. Uh, so, I think that you know, putting those two things together, the recognition that eating together with our family on a regular basis, uh, there's there's really no greater kind of more human foundational experience of warmth, of unity, uh, than eating the same meal together at the same time. Like we're all eating out of the same pot. We have this very foundational. Mm-hmm. Uh, good experience of fulfillment uh, that we're having together, eating the same thing, tasting the same stuff. There's something so foundational and human uh, about that experience of unity and warmth. Uh, you know, Starbucks picked up on it with the pumpkin spice everything, right? And so everybody's pumpkin spicing <laughs> everything because their experience of warmth and family and stability that we experience during the holidays is like, you know, it's on steroids, you know? So it, it's the same kind of thing that, that if we, you're tapping into something very deep there that is not complicated necessarily as far as like our experience and how we provide that, but the fruits are deep and like they get into the fiber of who we are. So when it comes yeah. to trying to pass on the faith, when it comes to trying to, you know, give a sense of stability and, and health in the family, uh, eating together and then praying together during meals is, is a huge factor. 
100% agree with you. And I think it does wonders, especially to hear about how your child's day was and for you to tell them how yeah. your day was, you know, well, not so they can understand at least a little bit, uh, but to talk about the joys and maybe the struggles of the day, what they're excited mm-hmm. about um, and, and, and whatever comes to the table. But Dave, yeah. there's sports, there's clubs, there's yeah. youth group, there's stuff that takes place five, six, seven o'clock on a school night That's right. that is just scheduled there. So how, what can mm-hmm. we do as a family to kind of make that priority? Yeah. For sure. I think one of the things we, we, we tend to do is uh, the assumption is that these extracurricular activities, they're good, but as far as like mm-hmm. we're trying to provide is formation for our kids. We're trying to provide like a solid, healthy development for our kids growing up. And so we put them into these extracurricular things, hoping that they will provide them with you know, a good formation, discipline, learning skills, and that's good. But what happens is we put all our eggs in that basket instead of recognizing that it's actually time with the family uh, that's going to provide them a much greater foundation and give them the ability to enter into things like sports or work later on uh, or schooling or whatever and be more successful in those realms. It's not necessarily the extracurricular activities that's going to make them good at being in that stuff. It's, it's actually the, the experience at home and the stability, the warmth, the feeling of acceptance and unity, uh, the understanding of, of, of uh, you know, that, look, you are somebody special and important and unique. You have a place where you belong, uh, and, and you've got what it takes to be, uh, uh, you know, cared for and recognized for who you are. Those are things that pay dividends over the course of the years in those extracurriculars. Matter of fact, will make those extracurriculars more fruitful as a result. Uh, so it's a matter of kind mm-hmm. of putting first things first. We just, I think a lot of times when it comes to eating, it's more of a fuel so we can get out and do the things that are important. When the truth is mm-hmm. the things that are most important are actually what are going on in the house, which will fuel the rest of it. Agreed. One of the things that my son and I love to do, and every now and then he likes to help with cooking. Um, and the older he gets, the more confident I feel about it, you know, because he knows <laughs> measurements and, and how to, hey, it's not so much of a mess or, you know, having to look over your shoulder to make sure it, right. not too much salt's being put into the dish. But incorporating your children in making dishes, whether it's putting, you know, uh-huh. half a tablespoon of garlic powder in there, making them, you know, light up their world and saying, hey, you know, so and so helped me with dinner today, um, right. I think can really help them um, as well with gaining that confidence with being a part of something bigger. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think anytime, you know, even just getting involved in setting the table or something like that to where they don't feel like they're at a yeah. diner, you know, and they're being, I've had to use the term like, is, is mom your servant? Is she the slave of the house? No, then stop trying to order her around, you know. <laughs> so the, just mm. the recognition that, that this is not something that uh, you are entitled to. Uh, so being able to give them a sense of ownership is amazing how much more fulfilling that is than just sitting down and being fed. But I think, you know, a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves to have to be able to, you know, have the right conversations and do the right thing so that this mealtime is fruitful. Just the mealtime itself and eating together. Now, there's no, this, this isn't like a magic thing. It's, it's got to happen over the course of time, right? So if we just have one good, solid mealtime, we talk about the right things, then my kids will be doing well. That's never going to be the case with anything. There's no magic bullet, but, but, but it does over time, like these experiences pay dividends and they add up like it's an exponential growth over the course of time. So I think take the pressure off of the family and just like make it something that you're doing on a regular basis. And it's amazing what a difference mm-hmm. it's going to make. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. David Dawson Jr., COO of Witness to Love. Maybe so we can incorporate some of these tips and ideas into our family life. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you guys. God bless you. All right. Great points. I remember my mom asking me to set the table, and that's something I didn't like doing. But in the end, you know, it's very helpful. It's all part of the You're plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> teamwork. That's what the prayer it was is. today. It was about teamwork, right? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, there's a, a common theme here with family, faith, food, and gathering. And we're going to continue that discussion with Father Chris Decker when we return from the break. Father Chris is taking us on a pilgrimage to Europe, to France, and beyond. And we're going to find out details about that. Uh, you definitely don't want to miss it. So stay tuned. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado and Father Chris Decker joins us. He's a pastor over at St. Mary's of Falls River in New Roads, Louisiana, and our director, director of mission at Catholic Community Media. Father Chris Decker, good morning. We're so grateful to have you join us for the whole hour today. And you have something exciting coming up this fall. Absolutely, directing the mission from afar here in New Roads, but that's okay, happy to do it. <laughs> and I am excited because I have been to France before, um, several times to Lourdes, and I've been to ours to the uh, International Priest Retreat for the 125th anniversary of, of St. John Vianney's death. But I haven't been to a lot of other places in France. And so, uh, originally this was supposed to be a Holy Land trip, but because uh, the Holy Land is sorting itself out, uh, we decided to go back to France and to visit what we call the, the, the grand, the best shrines of, of France. And so, it's going to start off uh, on September the, uh, the 20th, right? So, we're going we're gonna to leave out on the 19th. You're going to be in the air for an evening. And then we're going to uh, to go to Lourdes, which is a good place to uh, to start things off. And uh, at Lourdes, of course, we'll be able to see the shrines there. Um, of course, we'll be able to see the uh, the shrine there where where Saint Bernard had encountered Our Lady. And then we'll move on from there to Toulouse and to Rocamadour. I didn't know that there were so many Roman colonies that were still hanging around, and so uh, Rocamadour. Um, and Toulouse will be able to see that, see some, uh, some beautiful churches, of course, along the way. And uh, we'll also be able to, um, to, to go into the Pyrenees, which is kind of where Lourdes is. And then we'll go to Paray-le-Monial. Paray-le-Monial is where uh, Our Lady, uh, or rather I should say uh, the Sacred Heart, Our Lord and the Sacred Heart appeared to St. Margaret Mary. And we'll be able to, to visit uh, that for a bit. Then we'll go to Nevers. We'll uh, go to Chartres, which is kind of the grand uh, cathedral, if you're thinking about cathedrals, and then Lisieux to St. Therese. So golly, um, that's that's just half the trip. And <laughs> if that's incredible. not enough... There's also... An, I was going to say, there's an add-on, and tell us about that, because that's a really nice add-on. 
That's right. Well, before we get to the add-on, let me tell you, we're going to go to the beaches at Normandy and Mont Saint-Michel. Oh, so those are two nice. places I've never been. And I know if you're trying to get guys to come on a pilgrimage, if you tell them we're going to the beaches at Normandy, there's almost always a desire to say, yeah, I think I'll, I can do that. Uh, that's in addition to the wonderful wine and food. And then we'll do Paris. We'll do all the stuff in Paris. And then at the very end, on the 30th September, if you want to stick around with me, we're going to do a little three-day side trip to Rome. So maybe you haven't been to Rome, and it's always good to check in at the home office uh, before you head back home. And so we're going to do that. So it's going to be like a whirlwind tour of the city as well. So September 30th through October 3rd of this year. Incredible. Uh, okay, so prices, where are they leaving from? Kind of give us those details. Yeah. So I, uh, with 206 Tours, uh, you have the ability to pretty much leave from, from anywhere you'd like to and, and meet us up at the hub city to, to go off to, uh, to Europe. But uh, if you base it from New Orleans, the base price is uh, $5,450. And that's without uh, the Rome add-on. And if you think about it, that is a, a pretty darn good price for yeah. um, for that many days in in Paris, or rather in France. So that's twelve days, and that's most expenses paid. So the only thing that that it doesn't cover is generally um, like lunch during the day if you're out sightseeing and that sort of thing. But it does include uh, most meals. It includes breakfast and dinner daily. It includes uh, wine and mineral water if you like the fizzy stuff with uh, with dinner. It includes transportation by an air-conditioned motor coach, which is important for us Americans. Uh, we'll have a tour escort as well, and then all of the guides at the local places. And uh, we'll also have mass every day. We'll have these little uh, headphone things where you can hear the tour director uh, speaking. Um, of course, there'll be luggage handling included too. If you got one piece of luggage, then that's uh, for the hotels. They'll port that up to your room. And then you'll also get um, your, your flight is part of that as well. That's an amazing deal. Okay, so if you're viewing us right now, uh, Karen, our video technical director, has some wonderful pictures. Kind of talk about what we're seeing here, Father Chris. And, and Sure, if you're on the radio, uh, it's a slideshow of some of the places that I've been. Um, some of them are uh, trips to Assisi and to, uh, to Germany for the Passion Play, uh, to, um, to Spain, as well as to Toledo, but the other one in Spain. And uh, to, to the Holy Land, to Jerusalem, to, to touch the, uh, the, the area in Gethsemane where our Lord was. And then, of course, Jerusalem itself. Um, I can't say I've been all over, but I certainly like to go back to my favorite places, like to Rome and to St. Peter's at the Vatican, uh, to say Mass uh, in the, t the catacombs there of, uh, of St. Peter's, uh, to Fatima as well. And I don't get to, to do pilgrimages very often. But um, whenever I do, I always uh, I have these little places that I like to go back to. Assisi is one of those places on earth that I could just spend weeks and weeks and weeks. Lourdes is the same way. And so I'm looking forward to going back. I know that they have a little bit of a different um, scenario now with, uh, with the bath, but they do have the ability for you to go into encounter the, the water from the spring, as, uh, as Our Lady told St. Bernadette to, to, first of all, to dig and then to wash in this water and uh, to be able to go and see so many of the sick at Lourdes bringing themselves to this place where Our Lady did appear 
and, and seek healing and just seek contact with our Lord through Mary is a beautiful thing. There are a couple of places on earth where I'm certain that our Lord and our Lady have been active and Lourdes is one of them. And so there are places mm-hmm. all throughout France. It's kind of like being in Louisiana where you come to some of these little churches that nobody's been to in, in forever or they're not even tourist mm-hmm. traps and you go, something happened here. Something beautiful happened here. This is a witness of faith. And there is a real connection between us and Louisiana and uh, the shrines of France. And so I'm looking forward to that. Amazing. Okay, you. Uh, this is enticing. Where can people go to find out more information about all the details we just discussed? Yep, you can go to 206tours.com slash decker slash Father Decker. Or if you go to our website uh, at my church parish, stmarysfr.org, so stmarysfr.org, you can click on France 2024 in the upper right-hand corner, and, uh, and it will uh, it'll take you right to the website. You can see the whole itinerary. You can look at the pricing. Um, you, can look, you can ask the, uh, the FAQ there, some frequently asked questions as well. It also tells you what's included, what's not included. And, uh, and it gives you actually even a listing of the, some of the hotels that we're going to be staying at, if that's, uh, if that's your thing. You want to see um, what your, your hotel is going to look like. So that's really cool. I'm, yeah, uh, I, um, I'm very grateful to have 206 Tours because they've been incredibly helpful, especially with changing over pilgrimages, uh, with uh, having to, to move from the Holy Land. So they've been great with logistics. So I'm excited. Wonderful. Yeah, we're excited for you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you don't mind, closing our show today with a blessing. I can do it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for this day. We ask for your blessings to go before us this day, that we may know of your faithfulness in all things. We ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother, of St. Ansgar, and all of the saints. And may Almighty God bless all of you this day, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father Chris, for being with us throughout the whole hour today. Glad to do it. (laughs) Glad to be able to do so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, thank you so much to Jack, Jeff Blackwell, our audio director. Hey, Jeff. And Karen Cotton, our video technical director for those amazing pictures and transitions. We're so grateful for you both and the hard work that you do every morning for Wake Up. Well, we will be back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. The Knights of Columbus have an update for us. Jimmy Rubney over at Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Covington, the Latin Mass community, has an event coming up. Katie Zulanis with the Couple to Couple Lee will talk about Revelation 90. And of course, Terry Dixon with the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper in the Diocese of Biloxi will give us an update of what you'll find in this week's issue. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.